Welcome to the Holistic Business Podcast, where healers, makers, mystics, and other weirdos who don't quite fit the mold learn how to grow businesses that sustain them and their communities without working all the damn time or feeling like they're selling out. I'm your host, Sarah M. Chapel, and as the founder of the Holistic Business Academy, I've helped thousands of small business owners just like you to grow supportive, holistic businesses. Now, it's your turn. What exactly is a holistic business and why does it matter? Why did we just go through an entire rebrand to bring the show you know and love as So You Want to Be a Witch to a new phase as the Holistic Business Podcast? Uh, Welcome, you're here at the first episode of the Holistic Business Podcast. And why am I doubling down on this concept of holistic business when there are more holistic business coaches than ever? There was not a lot going on when I started talking about this, and now the marketplace is flooded. Because I believe that small business matters. Small business is for many folks the closest they can get to having a truly equitable exchange for their labor in late capitalism. Small business helps money to stay in local and networked communities. It helps individuals be resourced in a way that works with their needs and limitations rather than counter to them. And while I love theory, I'm also practical and continue to believe that small business is one of the most powerful ways for marginalized people, whether due to race or religion or ethnicity or disability or gender or sexuality or anything else, to make good money doing good work and to create jobs that align with their values, expanding the circle of care as their businesses grow. In case you're new here, or you just need a reminder, my name is Sarah M. Chappell, she, her pronouns, and I'm a strategist and business philosopher, as well as the founder of the Holistic Business Academy, aka HBA. You'll usually hear me refer to it that way. This is an online educational community for spiritual business owners. I also take care of a truly adorable pit mix named Bea and live with my partner in New York City. So I've worked in sales, marketing, and communication for over 15 years, including as a brand manager and editorial director in a $100 million plus company. And I've run my own business for five years, including successful years as a professional tarot reader, herbal product maker, and spiritual educator. Through HBA and this podcast, my work has supported thousands of small business owners. And all that's to say, while I will never presume to know everything or to know what is best for you, I do have some experience in this field. And it's time for this podcast to bring the full breadth of my expertise and the brilliance of our guests to you, dear listener. Okay, don't worry. (laughs) I'm still a witch. We'll still talk about spirituality. We're still questioning everything. And fuck yeah, I still curse. But moving forward, the show will be more focused on both theory and praxis, exploring the philosophy underlying business, marketing, and sales methodology, while also offering clear strategic steps to implementation. So for our first episode as the Holistic Business Podcast, let's define something pretty critical to our mission. What is a holistic business? Holistic businesses tend to have a few key characteristics in common. While folks often think that holistic business has to do with what you're selling, so if you are a wellness entrepreneur, you sell herbal products or something like that, For me, it's about how you run your business more than specifically what you do to make money, though, of course, what you sell is part of the structure of a holistic business. You can be a holistic wellness coach and not run a holistic business. That's entirely possible. Holistic business is also not an aesthetic. It's not about performing certain signifiers of holistic lifestyle, such as posting pictures of a moon ritual or a green juice, though, sure, those things are fine. 
Holistic business is about the foundations of your operations and decisions. It's about what you do, not about how it looks. So holistic businesses tend to be contextual, interrogative, and sustainable. Let's dive into each of these one by one. Contextual. Holistic businesses exist within concentric circles of impact rather than in an individualist winner-takes-all paradigm. These circles of impact also help the business owner to right-size their responsibility and understand what they actually have agency over and what they don't. I often find that small business owners bend over backwards to, for example, make donations they can't afford, even if it puts themselves at financial risk, um, while also believing then that they can only pay contractors minimum wage. This is an example of missing context. The business relationship is much more impactful on a contractor than it is on the global scale of a global cause, for example. And look, that's not to say not to make donations. We have tons of amazing business owners who have that kind of giving back baked directly into their business model. But years of seeing small business owners put themselves at risk or miss the opportunities to have more immediate impacts have led me to believe that understanding the context here is key. Context is also critical for understanding, for example, the current obsession with quote-unquote ethical business. My thoughts on that are for another episode, (laughs) but to suffice it to say, um, ethical businesses actually cannot exist in late capitalism if we truly look at the concentric circles of impact. The phone you are using to listen to this podcast or to post a sales post on Instagram, it was not ethically made. Are you to be held responsible for that alleged consumer choice, even though consumer choice is largely a myth? then who gets to decide what ethical is anyway, right? We can easily see the zoom way out of scope where ethical business now becomes an aesthetic rather than right-sized decision-making and values-driven growth. So when we use the concentric circles of care, we again get to see where we have that agency and where is perhaps most powerful to focus. Those are two examples, but really let's break down what this means. Number one, business operates as an extension of and in relationship to the self. Number two, business operates as an extension of and in relationship to community. And number three, business operates as an extension of and in relationship to the world. So that first circle is yourself. It's you. It's the business owner. So many business owners just skip this circle like it doesn't even exist. Often when new members come into our our flagship program, the Holistic Business Academy membership, and are asked inside our holistic business framework to assess their financial needs and the financial reality of their business, they have no idea. And look, there's nothing to be ashamed of here. It's really normal to not know because often we have deeper held beliefs that our own needs are not worthy of being met, let alone even recognized. The self is skipped in favor of seemingly more urgent causes, but without you being cared for, there is no business and also your ability to impact these concentric circles of care that we're talking about is greatly diminished. Most folks I support are many phases away from having the kind of business that can thrive without them. And that means that the most immediate impact and conveniently, right? The place that you have the most agency is actually the self. The second circle is community. Now, this can be defined as you see fit, and it will, of course, change based on context, but these are the people that you immediately impact, your family, your local community, your online community, your customers. This is a powerful context for business because this is when the relationship extends beyond you and into the exponential realms of possibility. 
This also really critically includes people you hire, right? Whether as employees or contractors, you have a massive amount of impact on how people get paid, what they get paid, what opportunities your business provides, what values you expound through the hiring process, which then of course impacts how those people are able to care for themselves and their communities. It goes on and on and on. You cannot control what others do, but you have a lot of control over what you offer to others, whether as customers, employees, or community members, whether they're impacted by your business or benefiting from your ability to buy services and goods yourself. Our third circle then is the world at large. And I believe it must be third because if you betray yourself and betray your community, then your impact on the world is already soured. I certainly don't mean that dogmatically, and we have plenty of historical examples of people who have had a positive global impact and a detrimental community impact. But for a holistic business, our relationship to the world grows out of our activities on smaller scales. It's unlikely that you can run a holistic business by bypassing the impact of your work on yourself or those around you, even if it's in pursuit of some larger goal. That paternalistic entrepreneurism is why we get Elon Musk advocating for Mars colonies while black Tesla employees are suing in California due to the extensive and dehumanizing racism they have experienced in his company. But if we remain in relationship with ourselves and our communities, our businesses grow in alignment with our values, and we can more easily avoid savior narratives that harm both the business owner and the people we impact. A holistic business is also interrogative, right? That is to say, questioning. In order to find balance, a holistic business will need to reassess based off of new information, new realizations, and the ever-changing world. This requires a seeker's mind, the willingness to be constantly learning, to update beliefs and assumptions, to be wrong. Questions are at the heart of the capacity for change, and a truly holistic business is ever-changing. So holistic businesses learn from historical movements and present situations. As per our context, right, a holistic business does not exist in a vacuum. It is in relationship with the world around it. This means that a holistic business learns from what has happened in the past, what's happening in the present, and what will happen in the future. And look, I'm not saying you have to become like a historian or spend all your time reading theory, but many more traditional businesses operate by blunt force rather than considered responsiveness, right? The ability to learn helps holistic business owners to be responsive rather than bulldozing through context to achieve goals. Holistic businesses also question assumptions about what business is or should be. There are plenty of resources on how to grow a business, and yet for some reason there is always a thirst for more, especially in the realm of spirituality, wellness, and, and craft. I suspect this is because so many business resources are operating on assumptions that don't resonate for the would-be holistic business owner, and they're often embedded with worldviews that seem demonstrably false for contextual humans. You know, I recently read a famous management book, y'all, that asserted that helping people is a disease in our Western culture. It was just one line tucked into a larger business fable um, that easily could have been missed. But it says volumes about what those authors view as the foundation of business, a foundation that presumably, if you're listening to this podcast, is counter to your worldview. When we consume business, business information without examining the assumptions that led to its creation, we risk recreating those same assumptions without having decided whether or not they are true for us. Holistic businesses also examine the self and the beliefs driving decisions. It's not just external assumptions that need to be examined. Your own beliefs and assumptions do too. 
There are layers upon layers here, more than we can go into in one episode. But for example, often with my students and clients, I see challenges around money, beliefs along the lines of, am I allowed to charge what I need? Am I allowed to survive when others will not? Or urgency, right? Such a big one in our culture. Must it really be done right now? Will the business fail if I take a break? You know, a great example of this is looking at Tima Okun and Kenneth Jones's list of white supremacy culture characteristics. This list has made the rounds um, again recently in the past few years, and we'll link it in the show notes. But it brings us immediately to a critical questions in business around something like urgency. Is something actually urgent? Or have you been trained to believe that urgency is the only value? Is that the only way that you know how to operate in the world? So again, context helps here, right? What agency do you personally have to create change? We all operate in the world based on beliefs, assumptions, and identities that often go unexamined. A holistic business owner recognizes the difference between what is beyond their control, that which is systemic or that which is enacted by another person, for example, and what is, right? How we respond to those things or what, what within our concentric circles of care we can actually change. The trick is to avoid navel-gazing, <laughs> but an ongoing and rigorous examination of the self and how that drives your decision-making will help you to shine a light on that which is hidden in you, in, in your business processes, and to incorporate it or shift it as necessary to align it with your goals and values. So finally, a holistic business is sustainable. <laughs> I'd say sustainability really is the key goal, right? And here I'm referring specifically to the business's ability to be an ongoing long-term and supportive entity throughout the duration of its existence, which will of course have varying impacts throughout the business's context. So first of all, the holistic business focuses on expansive over extractive work. There are at a minimum, I mean, there are many kinds, but like at a minimum, there are two kinds of work. There's work that expands possibility, that thrills us, that gets us into a flow state, that feels massively impactful. We can, we can see how it's going to change things for ourselves or for our communities. It has meaning. And then there's work that extracts from us, pulling the life force out of our body, leaving us depleted, uh, feeling meaningless. All businesses will require a bit of both. And what types of tasks fall into each category is going to be largely dependent on you and your specific interests, skills, and brain. It's different for everyone. But I imagine you can already identify some parts of your business that feel expansive and some parts that feel extractive. A holistic business focuses on the expansive work as much as possible because sustainability comes from some baseline of work being a renewable resource rather than an extraction that leaves us carved out husks. There are many ways to make extractive work feel more expansive, um, such as ensuring that it's actually tied to clear larger goals, impacts, and values, for example, basically forcing it to have a meaning. But the holistic business will explore the percentage of each in the day or in the week, trying to bring more expansive work in while either shifting the relationship to extractive work, or since what is exhausting for you may not be exhausting for other skills and other people and their brains, right? Hiring brilliant folks to take things over that you're ill-equipped to perform is a fantastic way to work with this as well. That's a great advantage to having a team and the fact that people are different, right? Often what feels exhausting and overwhelming for you is not for somebody else. The holistic business also engages in a radical reimagining of success metrics. Profit is not the only success metric in a holistic business, neither are sales or new customers. 
These all matter, of course. <laughs> you can't have a business without sales and customers, um, but a holistic business will require a reimagining of what success means. That's personal. I cannot tell you what success is for you, but for many of the entrepreneurs I support, success metrics often look like time off, uh, flexible schedules, even a reduction in sick days or chronic health flare-ups since daily work is less extractive. A big one for me was being able to provide healthcare for our team. That was a big goal, and that is a very critical success metric. A holistic business does not thrive on money alone, and you can decide what success means to you. So finally, the holistic business prioritizes longevity over profit. Now, this one is a delicate dance, but it's important. A holistic business is built for longevity, which means that avoiding burnout um, is a key area of focus for the holistic business owner. In order to even have a chance of longevity, your business must take your needs into account on a foundational level. If you're only able to work two hours a day due to health issues or some other responsibilities, then your business must be structured to account for that. If you have a panic attack every time you have a live call with a client, your business must be structured to account for that. If you need to make a certain amount of money as a baseline to pay rent or fulfill your obligations or go to therapy or get healthcare, your offers and pricing must be built on that financial reality. While it's easier said than done, the holistic business will ideally eschew revenue generating activities that are counter to the owner and employee needs and well being, especially long term. Out of all of these characteristics, honestly, this one is often the hardest to implement, and almost any successful business owner, myself included, has betrayed this guideline when necessary because bills have to be paid. And sometimes if you can't make the money, the business fails, which is not so good for longevity. But it is a value that we can use as a tool in our decision-making process, helping us to ensure that we are conscious when we're making decisions that sacrifice parts of ourselves, rather than assuming we must because that's just how it's done. And then maybe with time, we'll learn to make fewer of those decisions. Instead, discover how longevity can actually fuel revenue. Those two things can start to have this beautiful synchronous relationship. Again, if there's no business, there is no money. <laughs> so truly, these things work hand in hand. Hopefully, you noticed with all of these characteristics that they are not binary, but rather thrive in a nebulous, nuanced, ongoing conversation with the owner, the business, and other interested parties. This is because to be holistic, we must be in motion. Needs change, situations change, interests change, and the world changes. A holistic business reaches some level of homeostasis, but is, of course, something that's still going to be impacted by change. We cannot pin it down and identify it once and for all. To do so would rob it of its life force and its ability to adapt. So remember, these are characteristics, maybe guidelines at best. It is certainly not my job or right to diagnose a business as being holistic or not. And it's most certainly not my goal to make this a challenge or even a goal for you. All I was supposed to do here today was come up with an introduction to the new podcast. <laughs> Yet here we are. And that is why we're here, right? As the brand new holistic business podcast, we're here to support your thriving in the context of your needs, your values, your community, and your world. So go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a glowing five-star review, please and thank you. <laughs> and share this episode with a friend who needs it so more folks can learn that there is a different way to succeed, one built on your values and your needs that does not sacrifice self or community on the altar of unlimited growth, but is truly holistic. Thanks for tuning in to the Holistic Business Podcast. Learn more about growing your holistic business by visiting us at holisticbusinessacademy.com. We'll see you next time.